This mm-hmm. guy jumps out in the middle of Chicago or wherever the hell it was <laughs> with no suppressor, unloads like eight. 18 rounds in this guy to the point that even Casey was like half asleep and was like, that seemed a bit excessive. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Heiner. What is up, my nerds? Oh, that's weird. (laughs) I loved it. Fabio Ortiz. Better red than dead. And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Some shit is happening. That's, That's always appropriate. Sure. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? Well, we're here to answer that question for you. Each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Check out our website and subscribe to our email list for exclusive content and updates. And that website is whatsourverdict.com. You can also check out our merch there. Please go do that today we're reviewing no remorse it was released april 30th 2021 it was written by taylor sheridan and will staples it was directed by stefano salima stars michael b jordan jody turney smith jamie bell guy pearson lauren london john kelly and navy seal goes on a path to avenge his wife's murder only to find himself inside of a larger conspiracy we're gonna dive deep so if you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers go watch it now um, if you haven't listened to the podcast before we will give it a rating at the end of the podcast after we've discussed it in depth on a zero to five scale zero being an absolute piece of shit five being the greatest movie ever made and yeah so let's dive in guys we talked a little bit about spoiler free you can also go check that out if you haven't seen this movie and want to see if you should watch it um yeah let's dive a little deep like i said in the spoiler free guys i was bored like i feel like it just was so predictable i didn't know what else to do with this movie like as soon as guy pierce came on the screen i'm like oh look it's guy pierce playing another predictable shitty bad guy seems to be all he does these days yeah spoiler this movie's not getting a five. Oh hell no <laughs> I mean, it's no She Dies Tomorrow, but it's certainly not a five-level movie. Hey, question on gun physics here. That that murder scene where they popped out of the water, but right before and Michael B. Jordan shot That's the guy. That's 100% what I thought. Yeah. Can that even, I get, I mean, it was close enough where I get the velocity of the bullet is still clearly traveling fast, but he was still under a decent amount of water. So to me... Maybe if the barrel happen? was like right at the edge of the water, because Otherwise, there's... Otherwise, no, right? Plenty of research and video to prove that bullets do not yeah. travel fast enough underwater. Well, and if it's under enough water and it doesn't take much, you're going to mess up trajectory pretty bad. Sure. And how long Sweet. were they under yeah. there for? They, and like, the dude just out? has like a red dot sight. Like how, <laughs> how is he looking through that thing? Well, and I was wondering too, like, look, I get it. The seals are trying to come out of water and that's cool. And it was a fun scene to see him just like, oh, fuck, he's dead. And then his head pops up. But at the same time, like when they stood up, that wasn't a lot of water. And there was a lot of gear on those guys back. So like you're hugging the ground to stay under the water and you still have room to aim and fire your weapon or were you just like spray and pray one bullet and go, yeah, I'm a badass on accident. I had to purposely not think about that too much. Cause I'm like, where, what is that water? Like, where is it coming from? Cause it looks like it's just a pool of water. Yeah, I know. It just seems like they planted it here to try and have a cool death scene. I wanted to ask our resident gun individual over here that likes to count rounds. How did this movie do from a realistic round standpoint? The only time I counted is when he pulled out his Glock in his house. He fired six shots and then he 
exchanged a bunch of shots and I lost count, but I think he would, I think that was accurate enough, right? Because his Glock can probably hold what, like 14 rounds, 15 rounds, somewhere around there. So he fires off six of them. And that means he's got another eight or so. Yeah. See, I was more disappointed with the uh, the Russian dude that didn't know how many he had. And yeah. Shot, and it, and it cl- you know, you hear it not go off. And it's like, all right, dude, I feel like you should know. If you're this good, you should know that you're out. Well, on that point, that's something that bothered me about this movie. Those two snipers that were in the other building when they got set up on the first one where the, the, bad, the bad guy had the bomb strapped to him. I mean, I just I feel like this movie, a lot of people, the bad guys are like stormtroopers. They just kept missing. And I always have problems with movies like that, where I think if these are super well-trained Russians and they're good at fighting, like I'm pretty sure more people are going to get shot. But I guess we got to leave the Americans triumphant. I don't know. I just always think about that a lot. I struggle with movies like that where the times that they need to hit someone, they do. But then the times that they never do, it never happens. Those were the worst snipers in the history of snipers. Exactly. They're literally shooting down a hallway at, at one point. This dude's got a Barrett 50 cal shooting down a hallway and missing people. Like, how can you call yourself a sniper at that point? You know? You know what I thought was hilarious about that scene is the cops show up and these snipers like just take out. Both it, yeah. yeah. And then the, the characters are like, oh, like they're making it look like we're doing this. And then a bunch more Russians show up and they kill them all. And there's no like, <laughs> there's no issue there. So he's like, yeah, you guys are killing all these guys. <laughs> In their defense, it. you are doing what they think you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in, like defense, in defense of these snipers, because I thought the same thing. I was like, how are they missing? Like, they hit the first guy, and then they don't hit another shot for the rest of the thing. I don't think they were trying to hit him. I think they were trying to keep him pinned down in the building long enough for the cops to get there. Because here's the problem. If you get a guy that just snipes him with a 50 cal, mm. now it doesn't look like the cops took him out, took out a bunch of Americans who got stuck in there trying to take out people. I think okay. they were just trying to keep them in the building so that it looked like the Does cops showed up on it's- a Russia, man. They'll just sweep it under the, the rug. They show up. I don't know. I just well, whoever's again, in charge of that and the KGB is just back. Got Americans here. Just what's called what we want was a party. People died. Well, and to be honest, like they made this film so obvious like when they were in the plane flying over there i was like don't go there they're just gonna make it look like you were trying to kill somebody over there and fuck up this whole mission because like i had it figured i had this thing pinned from the moment the dude got up off his the dude's floor after killing his wife i was like there yeah this is like an exchange going on here like my other problem with that scene is a cop gets just sniped in the middle of this like town square and then when reinforcements show up they all just drive into the middle of the town square right so <laughs> the information that they have is that there's a sniper shooting cops and no one takes cover. They just like drive it out in the middle of nowhere, like out in the open and just hop out of their cars. And they're all just like standing around. Well, that's actually how they fired that cop. He was a poor performing. Those, that was a bad cop. So just <laughs> it's just Darwinism like, in Russia. Yeah, in, that... in Russia, it's just, it's, there's no in between. You're either good or you're dead. <laughs> that's funny. Based off the movies I've seen, it seems pretty accurate. <laughs> Not to mention that they never actually turn around and look at the building that that sniper's in. They just keep looking at the the main building where the Americans oh, are. Yeah, <laughs> they just gone down in the in the in the back from a building behind them, and they're just like, "Oh, well, it must have been the Americans. That's why. <laughs> That's probably fine. Yeah, had to have gone <laughs> to this building. What do you guys think? It like 
This whole scene just frustrated me. What do you think is more unrealistic, the stuff that we talked about or the fact that he, after being shot, sets off a bomb and is able to completely change uniforms? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, that boy changed real quick. Yeah, because it's not just like he puts on a vest. It's like the whole uniform thing that he's in and and all that jazz. Yeah. And the other part of that was like, I know it's confusing, like a bomb went off, but like no one's questioning this dude just walks out of the building, gets in an ambulance and just drives away. Well, that that part, everyone's all all of a sudden concerned about everyone else, like getting out and they're just picking people up and like making sure it's like no one's firing any more shots. Like, oh, they, they all must be dead. Like, don't eat. Let's not fire shots anymore. To make sure our <laughs> friends are alive. <laughs> like, oh, we just we're done. Like it's over. <laughs> I guess that's how you end a firefight in Russia. Just if a bomb goes With off, a bang immediately. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. Like everybody died. <laughs> so going back to the airplane thing, one thing that I really do appreciate though is when the Russian jet comes up and he's like, "Yeah, you need to divert to this airport." And he's like, "Oh, you're all jarbled. Can you repeat that?" He does not repeat that. He just <laughs> falls back, <laughs> launches a missile at him. <laughs> and then you got John yelling, take evasive maneuvers. And I'm like, they're pilots. I think they know what they're doing. Also, you're in like a 747. That's what I was thinking. You're in a commercial airliner. Evasive maneuvers yeah. look very stupid. Launch the flares. Like, yeah. what do you think? Another thing with that, when that plane hit the water like that, I feel like that plane would have just been obliterated, or at least it, like when it hit the water, it would have just shredded in the pieces more so than the way it did. Oh, that was a beautiful Hudson River landing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like this dude's way, left wings on fire, and they hit it and skidded, and no one died from impact. Well, maybe the pilots did. But, I was going to say, uh, at least the pilots did, oh. and there was at least one other random body that i was like who the fuck is this guy okay so that was a body yeah there were like three bodies in the plane because i saw the one hanging from the uh thing i was like i thought they just kept the seatbelt on because they were rolling or something yeah well i just was like well i yeah i was very confused by the bodies that were there because the one you can tell was at least one of the pilots Mm -hmm. the other two i'm like why are there three bodies and who's missing because the whole team was alive yeah so i was like did they have like some secret third pilot was that like the flight attendant that was bringing him drinks down the (laughs) aisle later i I don't understand i'm pretty sure they would have almost been like all dead from the sheer impact like i don't i don't think that would have gone very differently so they were flying from germany right uh, I think so. I was really curious what body of water from Germany to Russia <laughs> I landed in. That's a fair point. I didn't even didn't think it say about like that. the Baltic Sea or something. But they would have to be going pretty south Russia to, or no, the Baltic Sea. I guess that's more north. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go look at a map. But yeah, what part of Russia were they going yeah, to? I don't. I don't know Russian geography. All my Russians out there, like, tell us where it is. Because I feel like they were no idea. It, it had be, to have been the Baltic um, Sea because it borders Germany and russia but i don't know yeah maybe on the way uh, yeah it depends on where they were going because like if they were going to like saint petersburg you could buy that that was the baltic sea yeah it's close enough but if they were going to like moscow there's no reason to go that way uh, in the movie's defense we had no idea where they were so they could have been going where did it tell them to divert to where were they going? Mersink Mer- or something? Yeah, they would have had to have been going to St. Petersburg. That's the only... Unless they were going to... I don't know. Dude, I, I have no idea, man. 
it's probably not a big enough plot hole to to warrant our no that's hilarious so that's a very valid point yeah way to throw a wrench in my already low opinion of this movie (laughs) if there wasn't enough already the more that we talk the more i feel like i should have said not impressed (laughs) yeah well it just didn't yeah so many things didn't make sense and then the things that they did that did make sense like they they made it so obvious what was going to happen that it just wasn't fun like i was just like come on man like you've got this yeah the whole ritter thing right like the whole ritter being a dick thing i'm like okay like we know he's not the bad guy we know he he didn't sell you out so like when they get to that point he's like i didn't sell you out i'm like yeah no shit sherlock it's (laughs) it's obviously the guy that we're least expecting right i love guy pierce yeah if you haven't already figured out it's guy pierce when they're in that meeting and john's supervisor flat out says like yeah he's not fit for this not going to be a good thing and guy pierce is like i think you're the perfect person to go just yeah. like okay so disregard for military know. policy he's like send him in and, but we haven't talked about the whole like felony thing to yeah like what yeah, why this dude is a straight up murderer and i'm like uh what is what is he even doing outside of a jail cell so i do know that in the books at some point, and I don't know the sequence because I haven't read all of them, but especially not the John Clark mo- novels, but like the the sequence of events is Jack Ryan does become the president of the United States at some point, and he pardons John Clark of some murders. And that's how Rainbow Six gets built because John Clark is the leader of Rainbow Six. That's what the whole... Oh, Rainbow... Is. Got it, got it. Yeah, that's where the mid-credit scene came from is he wants to build Rainbow, which obviously becomes Rainbow Six, but and he's the leader of that. But I like it was just odd to me. Like that was his excuse in Russia. Well, I'm just a felon. Yeah, but you're still a former soldier, asshole, and they're still gonna tie you to this. And you're still American. Yeah, exactly. You're still (laughs) an American. Okay, so I wasn't the only one lost on that train of logic. No. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I still think if Russians really wanted to pin this on the United States with your body, they could. Good. But miraculously, he gets away. Dressed you, like a Russian operative, I guess. But even leading into that before, though, with the, the reason he went to kill to find that Russian to get the name, he being Michael B. Jordan's character, they before that, they had that scene with Ritter and someone else where they wouldn't give the intel and said, hey, it's basically done. Like, we're sweeping this under the rug. It's going to be a file somewhere in a private server. If the secretary wanted this to all go down, I just don't understand why he didn't let the information get out to Michael B. Jordan's team and let them go to Russia anyways and do what they were going to do. I don't get why it had to be him being a felon and him going into it that way when he could he could have just sent that team to Russia anyways. Yeah, well, but he needed it to look like you know. a wall. And I think they didn't know who they were going after until Michael B. Jordan finds, like, goes and burns the the Russian diplomat or whoever. Which okay, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool. cool except very for, unrealistic, though. I thought it was funny that this guy. So it, it makes it look like the car's blocked in and you can't get out. And then Michael B. Jordan just waltzes up, pulls the door <laughs> open, and sits inside. He's like, "Why didn't this guy run out the door? Like when this all started happening? I don't know." Just well, and even worse, like you see the windows like cracking because of the heat, which is very realistic. It would have, but the inside of that car would have been a fucking oven. Like, oh, yeah, it's metal. It's on fire. You're not just sitting in there all uncomfortable. And neither one of them were sweating. The one dude's got a bullet in his chest, and. Michael B. Jordan sitting in a car full of fire, surrounded by fire. You would be hot. I mean, at the very least, make the dude sweaty. 
or burn his hand when he grabs the door or something. Yeah, that too. Okay, I yeah, that part he just walks up to opens the door. I'm like, okay, this is easier than I than I thought that would be. Well, then he gets out and like the fire doesn't touch him. I'm military. Yeah, I'm military. I'm like, you just killed a <laughs> Russian diplomat. I don't think it matters who or what you are. Like, <laughs> but they if they wanted their if the senator wanted a reason to go to war, I think that would be a pretty good one. <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just right. killing diplomat in America. Oh man, this that's movie. why it didn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, because that's a perfect reason. Like, what more do you need to have? If that happened in real life right now, Shiz could be going down. If just some rogue Russian operative killed an American diplomat, <laughs> I don't. I think there would be very, very extreme responses to that. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. And if we did the same, dude, we'd be looking at like World War Three in some senses. I mean, I will say this about the movie: there's the the secretary, his his response at the end of why they were doing this. The whole America basically needs something to to like unify or to hate collectively together, and this is why we're doing that. We I hate ourselves that collectively. That's what we've got going for us right now. We don't yeah, need Russians. No, so good point. But I, I, I thought that was an interesting way to look at things because I could see a government rationalizing a way to like rally the troops in that regard to stop the, the violence at home, take it somewhere else and create an economic superpower and all those things. So I, I did like that moral thought dilemma a little bit. Uh, that was interesting to me. Movies like this make me really wonder like how far fetched that is. Yeah, like, is there exactly. like a secretary of defense at some point in the history of the U.S. that's like tried to start a war, you know, mm. like economical, you know, what, like how how far up the chain could this go? You know, hmm. sounds like you're speaking from experience, Javier. No, I'm just I'm like really curious. I legitimately like is Hillary Clinton like a warmongering strategist like is she? Who knows? Maybe she is. But or is, is she just some what, old lady? You know, many people think that's what the Iraqi war in Afghanistan was all about. Was It was just the money profiteering, basically. Yeah. <laughs> is George would. Bush yeah. a stupid Texan or is he one of the <laughs> smartest men alive? The Iraqi war in Afghanistan? <laughs> no, sorry. Iraq and Af- I, I thought I said, and come on, give me some credit. <laughs> Just, just clarify. Just clarify. I know those are. I'm all about geography countries. right now. And the seals came in from the Baltic Sea on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did we really even kill Osama bin Laden? Who knows? Oh Jesus! But when you're talking about war, I mean, it's interesting to think about the Vietnam War going through three different that presidents. Too. That one was definitely a, a more political thing than than it was about you know what they said it was about. The other thing to think is, is, and I'm on, this is all conspiracy theory, but I'm on the flip side. I don't think we're in a place where people are creating wars to generate unity in the country. I think we're fighting a war with politicians where they're trying to separate us. That's, that's my honest opinion. We're easier to control when we're not banded together. And right now the country is very, very much wildly split in a lot of areas. And it allows for serious legislation to happen when we're not even paying attention because we're so busy paying attention to what the media is putting out and the crazy shit that's going on against each other as human beings that we let slide what the politicians are doing and that shit's shady as hell so i think right now if you want to say that there's a war being generated it's not with another country i think the threat of war 
with other countries is just another piece of fear that'll and then we use that fear at home against the ourselves and, and then the politicians do whatever the fuck they want to do that's my JJ personal opinion i said jj for president oh god nobody wants that but i listened to this comedian i forgot his name but he was like he was like i don't get people who don't believe in conspiracy theories he's like i get not believing in all of them or even most of them but you're over here thinking that the government is batting a thousand and telling us the whole truth <laughs> look when when, a, when one of our presidents has like every person that he doesn't trust on his cabinet wiretapped and then like people break into a building and it shuts down a president like you know at that point in the 70s that this shit was shady and it's not gotten any better we're just yeah. not too smart to realize oh he resigned everything's better <laughs> fuck off they're all the same <laughs> just pawns pawns going after kings okay I, there are a couple of parts of this movie that i really enjoyed though like the prison scene where he is arrested and the guards like get up and he's like no nah, i'm not moving and he knows a fight is coming so he like obviously takes off his shirt because that's the first move and Water. Then he like in the water to make the floor slippery yeah, to make and to make him slippery. slippery. Can't grab a hold of really see any slipping, but it sure looked cool on his body. Yeah, but the, the rushing in the guards rushing in were slipping on the floor. And but I feel like if it, anything, it would be most slippery for him because he's barefoot, isn't he? Or like close no, he had to those it. little, he had little sneakers. slippers, um, prison slippers. Yeah, the prison slippers. Like, I thought combat boots would be fine in a little bit of water. Like, ah, I just looked cool. I was like, all right, I turned the faucet on too, and I fight next time. Close the door before I start snapping necks. Oh, I just geez. love that he did that shit, and they like he's gearing up for a fight. He wraps his hand up and he clogs the sink, and then they walk in with like riot shields. Yeah, I'm right. like, ah, uh, yeah, your little white t-shirt's not going to do anything against the riot shields. Yeah, I mean, I, good on them. Smart. You're taking on a Navy SEAL. You probably want a few riot shields. So with that scene, was it planned to beat him up and kill him, but then the marshals just happened to show up at the same time or they were? I think that guard was supposed to take him somewhere and prisoners were supposed to kill him yeah. because they're talking about how he's in like the most Russian prison in the States or something. And he's yeah. like, oh, is that just happenstance? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because we fill our prisons full of Russian mobsters. My big problem with movies like this is I feel like during the screenplay part, they're like, we've got this fun beginning, fun middle, and we'll figure out the ending later. Yeah. Or like, I always feel like with these movies, they have 20 minutes of like trying to wrap this movie up and they have no idea what to do. Well, and I hate it too, because like you have a blueprint. Like, look, Tom Clancy's books are good. Like, if you've read them, they're interesting. There's a lot of intrigue to them. They're mysterious. And and I hate more than anything. Like, look, if you're gonna base a movie off of a book that's as good as Tom Clancy's books can be and are, why make a bunch of changes? Like, I get that you can't translate mm. it 100, percent but why completely rewrite the story? Like, I realize you have to adapt it and you got to make changes, but you're completely rewriting a story that's probably really good to try to make it more interesting stop doing that shit like, yeah are you a better writer than tom clancy yeah no <laughs> evidently not no T taylor sheridan and will staples are not better writers than tom clancy as we have found <laughs>
it, it, yeah, that's, I, I get so frustrated by that. That and like, I knew it was going to be a rough one to watch when like the first 10 minutes have four different fucking title cards at the bottom to tell me where I'm at and when I'm at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking yeah. hate that shit. Like, I get, you know, you have to have some exposition in some places to let me know we're in Afghanistan or we're in Iraq or wherever it was at the beginning of the movie. And then you killing Iraqis in Afghanistan. Yeah, exactly. But then we're in, we're in DC. <laughs> And then we're in fucking, what was it, Georgia? Or like, I don't know. We went to like six different places in 20 minutes. I'm like, Jesus, relax a little. And to your point about the predictability, even like the cinematography made scenes super predictable. Like when that guy's taking the trash out, right? And it pans out. I was like, dude, this guy's going to get hit by a car. Mm -hmm. Like, and then he gets hit by a car. And I'm like, why would you, why would you change the camera angle like that to tell, to like show me, like you're trying to hide the fact that he's going to get hit by a car. But because you did that, I know exactly what's about to happen. Right. So there's like, there's nothing creative or like surprising, even with those little things like that. Pretty sweet scene though. I mean, I can't think of a time. You watch him over, get all the way over. It's not like collision. We pan away to someone shocked face we come back to him on the ground we watched this dude get run over those are nice shocks on that van like i would rather have led with the the next one we see where the guy's on the phone fighting with his girlfriend because he went out drinking with his buddies Mm -hmm. and then but don't cut to the back of the van because as soon as they cut to the back of the Mm -hmm. van i was like oh somebody's gonna jump out and shoot his ass just have him be sitting there fighting with his girlfriend and you keep the same camera angle but the dude takes bullets and you're like whoa what the fuck's going on? Well, you know what I mean? How did that van get out of traffic? Yeah. Like they hop out like boom, boom, boom. And he gets back in and then what? Well, and I, okay. So this is a problem <laughs> that I had twice too. So that weapon, that time they get out of this van and they're shooting and they don't have any kind of suppressor on it. You just watch the whole opening sequence with like, everybody's got some badass suppressor on the weapon. This mm-hmm. guy jumps out in the middle of fucking Chicago or wherever the hell it was <laughs> with no suppressor unloads like eight rounds in this guy oh, to the point that even Casey was like half asleep and was like that seemed a bit excessive <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then and then you see at the end when they go into Russia they're they're break infiltrating this building and I'm like where are the suppressors that they had in the beginning wouldn't this be a more apt time to have suppressors <laughs> I mean I'm just saying maybe like depending on where they were but if it's like Detroit maybe the, the, the people there are just like oh the Russians are back you well, know like yeah exactly <laughs> I mean it, you're in the middle of war-torn Syria at the beginning and you have suppressors <laughs> yeah, you're rare. downtown fucking Chicago or Detroit or Atlanta no suppressors downtown fucking <laughs> Russia wherever the hell they were in Russia no suppressors we'll just make as much noise as possible Good in that fuck. in the beginning of the movie after their little mission and they're flying away right I'm like I've seen Black Hawk down you guys are way too relaxed in this helicopter for where you are you know well, they were gonna get shot down because that's what it felt like. I was like the way they were showing the helicopter is like oh they're going down like something's gonna happen right now but obviously yeah. they didn't very disappointed I, I just I just feel like it could have been a cool movie and I feel like I've said this a lot over the last few movies that we reviewed is like you watch it and you're like there's the bones are so good and they just what they built on the, the foundation of this movie just wasn't it was just boring it was predictable and boring you know another thing i thought was funny this movie is rated r for violence but there's multiple points in this movie where really big explosion happens like there's a part where they were fighting a guy that brought out an rpg and like three of them were Mm -hmm. standing in a hallway and the rpg bounced off the wall and then exploded and then everyone fell down and everyone still had their limbs on and everything it's like i'm pretty sure there would be some serious blood and limbs all over this place because 
that went off in close quarters. And then there was bombs later that happened. I was like, I guess these bombs maybe just pop eardrums and everyone else just stays intact. But I thought that was interesting because just didn't seem as in my face as I would have expected it to be. Guys, next movie, we need to get like an explosives expert on here because I have to know what C4 does. That dude had like nine blocks of C4 on him and he like blew out a couple of windows. Like I just yeah, it wasn't even that you thought he would have leveled the building. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I totally thought that like whole floor was like coming down type of thing. Well, especially where he was at because he was pretty close like he just hucks yeah, it across the room right right? he's in the back of the room where there's not going to be any like area for that explosion to go like i would think that and if anybody's going to die he would probably be the one unless like, russians build walls differently than we do because man he was ducking behind walls left and right from explosions and he was fine yeah i mean he never like he there was one where he like huffed a little dirt off of himself and acted like he was hurt but i'm like for the most part like, he came out pretty unscathed with these explosions and i'm with you like where he's talking to this dude in the chair with the freaking bomb like the c4 strapped to him i'm like why are you so close to this man like leave like <laughs> this guy's made up his mind leave the room he's probably Don't only honestly like 30 feet away and for the amount of c4 he had on pretty sure he would have died so what was the point sorry maybe i missed something but what was the point of him killing himself like that Again, I think the idea was is like a bunch of the Americans die. He's there, there in that building, mm-hmm. and they get blamed for it. So the American gets blamed for killing people on Russian soil. But was this guy because he said he worked for the CIA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was Russian. He was a Russian national. Everybody that broke in, it's the same reason that the guy let the other guy shoot him in John's bedroom. Like he's like, yeah. I'm ready, and he shoots him in the head. They were Russian nationals that were working for the CIA. But they, but he. Like monologues about how they set the situation up, and he kind of makes it sound like he's not doesn't like fully agree with it, or is he like a true believer and he's sacrificing himself to make this happen? Like I didn't, I didn't get that part. Yeah, he was sacrificing himself for the betterment of America because he believed in okay. this whole secretary guy's plan of if we create a war between Russia and America, then now all of a sudden we have money gotcha. and were you know unified so because the impression that i got was he kind of made it sound like like they've done this to us kind of a thing yeah and i don't think he fully was like on board but he took orders and he was a different different breed than maybe john though i think they tried to show that in a couple of the orders where he gets and he wants to like do something different until he goes rogue completely rogue the russian guy talking up to wasn't very captivating for me he that guy though brett gelman that russian dude is like one of my favorite b-list actors because he'll like he was in prison break and he's in like john wick 2 and he's in like he's just always the russian dude just your token russian dude i like him i really enjoy seeing him so when i saw him in this movie like even though the movie wasn't awesome i liked the scenes that he was in like that scene where he's like monologuing and he knows that john's there right so he calls out to him and stuff i'm like that's what a great what a cool scene yeah there were some cool parts to the movie it just overall was very disappointing and pretty boring honestly that the the ocean thing on the way to russia is really messing with me ian (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like i'm gonna have to go watch just to find that that name of where they went yeah curious to see yeah to see if they show it because they just don't give you enough information to know which way they would be going 
Yeah. While you guys are talking, I'm going to try to look up a plot line to see if I can get the name of where they were going. So you you keep doing your thing. Hold on. I hate to admit it, but I'm kind of with Matson at this point. I don't know what else to really talk about with this movie. So I don't, I don't have anything else to really say. Yeah, there's. I think we've kind of tapped this one out. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and rate it. Again, we're going to rate from a zero to five scale. Zero being absolute terrible movie, worst out there. Five being fabulous movie. Yeah. Ian, why don't you start us off, buddy? Oh, Ian, this is a big one. Yeah, I I don't know, because like I was kind of like in that, eh, it's an average movie. And then we talked about it more and started realizing just how many plot holes and like not possibles. And like you talk about the having a suspension of disbelief, but that only takes you so far. Man, I want to say I'm trying to think of other ones that I've rated because I would put this pretty close to like Olympus has fallen or the mm-hmm. White House down almost. So yeah. I'm going to say it two and the only reason it's a two and not a 1.5 was there were some semi-cool action scenes but to be fair even some of the action scenes like having snipers shoot at you for 10 minutes is not that engaging of an action scene so it just it wasn't yeah it's not a great movie you can watch it if you don't have anything else and you want something new but there's better stuff out there and i'm not going to watch this one again and if yeah. i do it's just going to be to find out the name of the russian city they were heading to <laughs> feel like- murmansk does that make sense so it makes sense because murmansk is a yeah they have to not only the baltic sea but they have to cross like the white sea or something so they technically would have to from germany cross two bodies of water gotcha. okay well at least they got that right yeah, yeah at least they did that one everything else was a shit show but they sure got the body of water right yeah this movie to me is a one and a half movie like i gave one and a half i think to mortal Kombat too and I, it just, to me, it felt very similar to that, like where there were so many parts of it that I wanted to like, but I just couldn't because it just didn't do it well. It just wasn't like it looked, it was a gorgeous movie. Like it looked great. Like, you know, the visuals were really cool. Some of the scenes I really wanted to be more into, but there was really no tension. There was no, you know, even the parts like I think the most tense part and the most the part that really got to me the most was the fact that they killed this dude's wife while she was pregnant. Like that made me uncomfortable, that situation. But other than that, like it wasn't because, yeah, it just that made me uncomfortable. It wasn't like there was tension. There was no real stakes to me for this movie. It was boring. It was predictable. I knew where it was going. The visuals were cool. Some of the action scenes were pretty entertaining, but not because they were well done, just because it's, you know, big guns and explosions and people getting run over by buses and bands. It just wasn't, but it wasn't anything new. It wasn't anything we hadn't seen already. Yeah. So I think that's just for me, like there was nothing that kept me intrigued. And I, you know, I was kind of glad that I was watching. It was really tired because I think if I'd have been awake, I'd be even harsher on this movie. So yeah, one and a half for me, I won't watch this movie again. And I'm sad because I won't watch anything else that they do because they're obviously trying to build this world on Amazon with the Tom Clancy series. So Matson. Yeah, I think Jay just said it best. I'm swinging in with a 1.5. For me, I won't watch anything else that they put out for this unless Rotten Tomatoes and like the like viewership critics come out and say this is amazing. And even then, I'll still have a grain of skepticism. This movie was not creative. It was generic. It was dry. It was boring, predictable. We, all those words. There wasn't really any suspense. I wasn't really endeared to any of the characters. And so for me, there's worse. Like there's there's action movies out there like White House Down. We even said it. Or what's the other one that the both of those movies, Olympus Has Fallen. I'd rather go see those movies because at least they're more outlandish to me. And I don't know. Like I like Gerard Butler more than Michael B. Jordan. 
learned in this movie and White House Down is a little more quirky and aloof, but at least it owns it. Where this movie, I'm not really sure what it owned, except that explosions don't kill people. And that's all I really took away from this movie. And that's kind of sad. So yeah, it's all, it's just, it's a 1.5, go watch a different action movie. And there's a lot of poor action movies out there that I still think you'd be more entertained than this one. So never watching it again. I'm with JJ. I don't, I will not be watching these in the future unless someone act like multiple people come and say like, you need to see this one, but I don't really have faith in it. Yeah. You should definitely watch the, uh, the Jack Ryan series though. If you haven't. Yeah. I've heard that is amazing. Unreal good. But this movie sucked. Javier. Bring us home. Okay. So um, I think I'm going to go with Ian on this one. I'm going to give it a two. There are some fun scenes. Like I had fun watching it until the last 20 minutes for the, for the most part. This is one of those movies where you just have to like not care, right? You just have to like not, not even not overanalyze it. You just can't analyze it, right? You just have to sit in front of the screen and just watch. If you can do that, it's like a pretty okay movie. Like there's some, there's some fun fight scenes like Michael B. Jordan, like in his house with like his little handgun, he's like flashing the flashlight to screw up their night vision. Like there's little things like that that are fun and cool. Otherwise, everything we talked about, it's just a shit show, right? Like it's almost insulting to your intelligence to think that they're being clever with how they're setting things up. So anyway, I'm going to give this to I'm not going to watch this again. There's just no reason to watch this again. Like anything that it does well, other movies do way better. And everything that it does bad, like in its defense, other movies do way worse. So, you know, it's a good kind of slightly under middle of the road movie. Well, there you have it. One and a half, one and a half, two and two. Um, There's a t-shirt right there. Slightly under the road or whatever you just said. Slightly under middle of the road. Like what what is our famous middle of the road movie again? Uh, oh, are you talking about the town? Have, oh, the town. town. Oh, yeah, so it's like gosh, no, a little bit worse even, than the town. Don't even do that. That is so... I, this is a compliment. I would watch the town before oh, I would watch this movie again. The disrespect that you just put in that movie's name is just... I mean, <laughs> just to be fair and to get my get my. Payback. I'm on your guys' side. I'm saying the town is a better movie than this. No, I know, I know, but you know, it's the same thing as that. You know, I might watch Warrior before I'd watch this movie. Uh, now you're just being hurtful. <laughs> being honest. <laughs> oh man! Oh, so man. we yeah. haven't thrown shade on those two movies. It's been many, many months, man. Going back to the archives on that. Uh, uh, yeah, if you haven't listened, you should go listen to those episodes. It's a lot of fun. We. Just don't watch the town. Just listen to the podcast. Or Warrior, for that matter. What are you talking about? Warrior's awesome. Yeah, sure. There's no chick who gets kidnapped and is like, I love you. Like, bullshit like that. I still think that stuff could happen. Mattson, there's someone out there for you, man. You don't have hey, to kidnap there- people. <laughs> No, see, you know, because they let deserters fight in a fight before they take them into custody once they realize <laughs> yeah, who they are. Gotta give the people a show, man. Yeah, yeah dude. Gotta, gotta let, him, let him have his own brother dislocate his arm before they take him to prison. Well, with that, next week we will be reviewing, and I, to be honest, guys, I'm going to say this, but I'm getting kind of tired of action movies, especially revenge action movies, but it's about all that's coming out for the next couple of weeks. But So we have uh, May 7th, the movie's releasing called Wrath of Man, starring Jason Statham, so we'll be reviewing that. Oh, man. I did just, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I've seen the preview for that. I'm not looking that forward to that. I got to be honest. Yeah, there's there's nothing else coming out though. Uh, um, I just know that, I'm gonna be disappointed. I got a lower. Yeah, that's in fact, Javier. We have to watch that together because it will be better watching it with you. I just know it, dude. Here's I'm a thing, though. I'm a sucker for shitty action movies. 
Here's the thing, though, is like I have interesting expectations because it's a Guy Ritchie film and I either love his films or I hate his films. And the last one that he did, The Gentleman, was one of my favorite films. Like, I love that movie. Oh, and with Matthew very, McConaughey, that one. Yeah. And yeah. it looks like in a very similar vein in that way with some of the action. I mean, in Guy Ritchie's films are all very similar in the way that he films the action and things like that. So I have some hopes for that. But I, I'm just kind of tired of the genre at this Oh, point. he does Sherlock Holmes. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. The oh, Sherlock. he did King Arthur. That is a great movie. We need to do King Arthur. So yeah, Wrath of Man. Be watching for that one. That'll be next week. Yeah. With that, Mattson, tell everybody where they can find us. Yeah, check out our upcoming schedule on whatsoverdict.com. If you're as awesome as one of our listeners, Alec, who drops us a comment on the weekly, we'd love to hear from you. We will chime back. Check us out on social media on Facebook and Instagram, as well as our spoiler freeze on YouTube. We are excited to engage with you. And our merch store continues to have wonderfully cool things. And if you haven't noticed, we've changed our logo as well. Let us know what you think. And we'd love to hear from you. So chime in. Yep. Cool. So there's our verdict. And with that, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Cinemagic out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.